Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, September 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau apologizes for wearing brown face makeup at a private school party in 2001. The head of Cisco tells the FT that global supply chains will be okay and that the U.S. and China will reach a trade deal. KPMG UK plans to cut hundreds of staff, and shares in FedEx tumbled on Wednesday, a day after the company reported its weakest sales growth in a decade. But first, the Federal Reserve made another quarter-point cut to U.S. interest rates on Wednesday. Our U.S. economics editor, Brendan Greeley, tells us why it looks like the central bank will stop there. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. interest rates are now sitting at a range of 1.75 to 2 percent. And the Fed indicated that there aren't any more cuts on the way. Of course, the outcome of the FOMC meeting drew criticism from U.S. President Donald Trump on Twitter. He's been pushing the Fed for more aggressive cuts for a while now. The FT's U.S. economics editor, Brendan Greeley, has more on the Fed's move. Last time Chairman Powell spoke before this decision, he said it's murky out there. I don't think the murkiness has changed. And what the Fed seems to have decided is when they're looking at murkiness, don't do anything wrong. This is something they've said in the past. They said, again, basically, there's pretty good consumer spending, great unemployment. All of the traditional indicators are fine. But the Fed is worried about business investment and the drag that it's eventually going to have on economic growth. That said, ultimately, they have decided that they're not so concerned about it that it means that they need to make any radical steps right now. So the Fed decided with these communications to say, we didn't know before, we still don't know, and we're committing to not acting. So, Brendan, this was a fairly hawkish move. The Fed usually doesn't like to push back against what markets think it's going to do. And markets thought that it was going to cut now and then cut two more times over the course of the next year. Uh, That's not where the median committee member is. So the reason it was a hawkish cut was that markets had priced something else in over the course of the next year, some more cuts that the Fed is not willing to grant them right now. Markets are looking at trade uncertainty. They're looking at the possibility of a hard Brexit. They're looking at other political risks, and they're saying, give us a cushion. And the Fed's saying, well, we see all the same things that you see. We're aware of them. We're watching very closely, but we're not necessarily going to give you the cushion. We'll just wait until something happens, and then we'll react. So the Fed is injecting billions of dollars into the short-term market. Can you explain why this is significant? So there are two reasons for what we're seeing in markets right now. The more significant broader structural reason is that bank reserves are lower than they were in 2014. When the Fed, you know, runs up its balance sheet and buys assets, on the other side of its balance sheet are liabilities. Those are bank reserves that they hold at the Fed. So we used to have $2.9 trillion in bank reserves at the Fed. Right now, we only have $1.3 trillion. It's a big difference, and it's dropped pretty steeply over the course of the last four years. So the Fed has always said it wants to operate in what it calls an ample reserve environment, which means it doesn't ever want to get to the minimum level of reserves. The problem is, 
having drawn down reserves to the point where it's now at $1.3 trillion, it looks like they are at that minimum level. They are not in an ample reserve environment. They are at a minimum reserve level. That's why we see the disruptions that we've seen. Usually things like a heavy tax day or heavy tax week or treasury settlements, those shouldn't be a problem for markets. Markets should be able to absorb that hit to liquidity and be just fine. They couldn't this time. That says that reserves are at the minimum level uh, well before the Fed predicted that they would be. Um, So what's the Fed's response? Wait and see, first do no harm. So they did the minimum possible intervention on Wednesday to attempt to fix the problems in markets. They did not suggest that they bring reserve levels back up by buying more assets. They hinted that they might in the future if they had to. They did not suggest that they were going to make the repurchase agreement that they'd been using sort of on an emergency basis over the course of the last two days. They didn't say they were going to make that a more regular feature. So the two most obvious interventions they didn't really commit to, they sort of tweaked some other stuff. And they are right in saying, he said, look, this is not an economic problem. This is not a crisis of trust among banks. He's absolutely right about that. It is a plumbing problem. That said, they looked at the plumbing problem and they said, We don't really know what we're willing to commit to right now, so we're going to make the smallest adjustment possible, and then we're going to watch until the next meeting, and we're going to see what works. And here are the rest of today's headlines. Justin Trudeau apologized on Wednesday after a photo surfaced of the Canadian prime minister wearing brown face makeup. In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. And I uh, dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. Uh, That was Mr. Trudeau addressing the press after Time magazine published the racist yearbook photo on Wednesday night. In the photo, Mr. Trudeau was a 29-year-old teacher at West Point Gray Academy. When asked if he had considered resigning over the photo, Mr. Trudeau said he took, quote, responsibility for his actions, but he said he would be asking Canadians to forgive him. This comes just a little over a month to go before Canada's federal election. The chief executive of telecoms equipment maker Cisco isn't worried about global supply chains despite trade uncertainty. In an interview with the FT, Chuck Robbins says he expects the U.S. and China to reach a deal ending their dispute. And he rejected the idea of a separation between the Western and Chinese digital economies despite pressure from the White House for U.S. companies to cut ties. Mr. Robbins said he supported the idea of an interim deal where China would increase its farm goods purchases. In this scenario, the U.S. would freeze its tariffs on China in return. His comments come as deputy-level Chinese negotiators are preparing to meet with their U.S. counterparts today. They're expected to lay the groundwork for crucial, high-level talks early next month. KPMG UK plans to remove hundreds of staff and a wave of cost-cutting. The Big Four accounting firm is expected to cut somewhere between 200 and 250 members of its 630-person administrative assistant staff. The restructuring means some partners, especially those in non-client-facing roles, will no longer have access to a personal assistant. A KPMG spokesperson said the steps were not being taken lightly. She said it was part of an effort to, quote, refocus the firm by investing in its audit business and changing its governance structure. 
KPMG has been battling reputational issues such as a corruption scandal in South Africa and a series of exits by senior partners. And shares in FedEx plunged 13% yesterday after the bellwether of the global economy reported its weakest sales growth in a decade just a day earlier. Founder and executive chairman Fred Smith told analysts that, quote, there is a lot of whistling past the graveyard about the U.S. consumer and the United States economy versus what's going on globally. He said the world economy continues to soften, even though the U.S. consumer remained a, quote, remarkable driver. Mr. Smith went on to blame Germany's economic contraction on a decline in sales to China. FedEx lost about $6 billion of its market value, as it also slashed its profits for the rest of the year. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following the Bank of England, which is widely expected to leave interest rates on hold at 0.75%. The FT reported this week that the appointment of the next BOE governor was set to be pushed back until after a UK general election expected in November or December. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.